What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Kicks and Picks Podcast. Awesome show for you guys today. Just want to remind everybody, coming off of a 7-2-1 week with our locks, we are 26-10-4 in our last four weeks since Serie A started. Absolutely on fire. Very special guest today, our buddy Drew. You guys know him as Bets on Twitter. Drew, what's going on, man? Thank you for joining us. Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. I appreciate you guys having me on. Trying to uh, ride some coattails in this Serie A right now. You guys are scorching hot. I figured I'd try to sprinkle myself in there. Try to, you know, ride some coattails, like I said. Appreciate it, man. And if you guys aren't following him yet on Twitter, absolutely follow him. He is sending out plays daily via email on his Twitter. About to crush the Premier League with us. And you guys know what time it is. We, we got the Champions League rolling uh match week one this week so i want to get right into some reactions with the champions league fellas three coaches have been sacked round one chelsea red bull sevilla all getting rid of their coaches what the hell do we make of this scotty hit us up man i'm, I'm shocked we didn't start with coach on the coaches coach is the segment. only coach that is still remaining he's the yeah. only guy that kept his job he's still on the podcast yeah, I guess I guess out of all three, uh, I got to be most. I, I am a little surprised about Tuchel. I mean, he he did come out of the gates really hot. I know he's been struggling lately, but they must have had some sort of secession plan already in place that you know we weren't really aware of once the new owners came on board. I think they probably had their eye on. It seems like Potter is the where, where they're going. So uh, that that seems like something that may have been in the works for a little while, and they've just been waiting for the right moment. And I think this this seems to be the time. But yeah. You got to figure he's going to land somewhere pretty, pretty good. Um, he's not going to be a guy that's going to be out of a job for long. Maybe he can find his way into Juventus because I think uh, Allegri seems like he might be under a little bit of, of heat right now if, if Twitter is representative of how their board are are, are thinking. One thing I'm uh, I'm having a little bit of trouble understanding is why Chelsea would you know give uh, Tuchel all this money, bring in Aubameyang for essentially just because they're friends, they know each other, and then have the guy play one game and sack him, you know. Mm-hmm. 18 hours 16 hours later it's um i guess in a certain sense it's classic chelsea but i thought maybe with new ownership we might see a different direction apparently that's that's just not gonna happen yeah i think obama yang only got one half he didn't even get a full game Six came minutes. out pretty quick 60 minutes to be exact um and the thing is the other two games you know listen i i don't know why you're gonna get rid of guys after one champions league group game or um you know it's not like anybody's been eliminated after one round um, but you can see it, right? Red Bull gave up four goals to a pretty, you know, probably what we thought was a last place Shakhtar team. Uh, second time they've given up four goals this year. Defense has been in shambles. Um, Sevilla, they got dismantled by City. I don't know. I, the treading water. Chelsea, I don't know. It's a one nothing game in Dynamo is not an easy out. So uh, especially jerk reaction. I, I definitely agree with Coach. Yeah, especially in in Zagreb, it's it's tough. They've always been tough in any European competition when you're trying to go to Croatia to get a result. That's a tough environment. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I think uh, Kuch has it right. You you go and spend all this money. We've seen Chelsea throwing offers on all these players. If Tuchel Tuchel Tuchel, I've heard it pronounced both ways, isn't the guy. Why did you keep him around for the first five six matches of the Premier League season? Why not just make that change? And if you wanted Potter. I'm sure you could have gotten him from Brighton in, in, in August or in July and made that move. There was an interesting stat from uh, uh, BR Football today. I, I sent it to you guys, and it was Tuchel's 100 games. First 50, he was 32 wins, 11 draws, 7 losses. The last 50, 28 wins, 13 draws, 9 losses. Not a big difference in the record, 
the big difference was the defense. Um, 24 conceded in the first 50 and 53 conceded in the last 50. So I guess that's where the the big difference was. Surprisingly, the record wasn't that different. But I do think it's a, a tough firing in the situation, you know, still gelling a couple new players into the squad. Like you guys said, Zagreb is not an easy place to play. We've seen them give other teams plenty of problems in, I think, Europa League and Champions League in past seasons. Um, in terms of Sevilla, I couldn't be happier than to see them struggling a bit because my old friend Monchi uh, is now destroying his team that he, you know, was lauded for all these times creating Europa League winners. So he can he can suffer a bit. Um, and I think you guys said it, Red Bull's just bleeding goals. Uh, so that 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 has a lot to do with it. It's certainly uh, been rough. Like we said, Coach Steve, the only one to keep his job, the only coach still standing. So <laughs> thanks for coming back. Um, all right, let's 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 throw up the mic to our two Premier League guys here. Um, Liverpool, rough outing today, to say the least. Um, I, I know Scotty, I'm sure, has a lot prepared. So, Cooch, I'll go to you first, man. What do you what do you make of Liverpool's performance today? Um, I think the same goes for Chelsea in the long term. I'm not really hitting the panic button on either of these teams getting out of the group. Um, we all, I, I think I saw you guys are on the Milan to win the group too. So we, you know, we're definitely not mad that Liverpool is going through these struggles, but I think in the long run, they're going to get Alcantara back in the midfield and they'll be okay. And on the other side, Chelsea, their group really isn't that good. You know, um, it's not going to cause them all that much issues. And I think if they do end up getting Brendan Rodgers in, I'm, I'm a little bit higher. I think he's 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 highest on the odds board right now. I'm a little bit higher than some others are. And I think that what he does do is he can bring an exciting brand of football. And I think if they can figure out the midfield a little bit, I think that they can kind of do, you know, do some make some headway in that group and continue to kind of, even if they're the second seed, I think they can still make some damage in the round of 16, depending on their draw. So that's kind of where I'm at from the Premier League. I was, I'm not hitting the panic button for any of those two teams just yet. Fair enough. All right, Scotty, hit us. Yeah, I think, you know, in the short term, anyone that's been watching Liverpool this season kind of expected Napoli to to win. At least I did. I mean, it's not like Liverpool have one, you know, clear victory so far this season against a, a pretty poor Bournemouth team. Aside from that, they've had that two to one squeaker against Newcastle and then a handful of draws against not great teams. They just had that zero, zero draw against Everton and then the loss to United. So it's not like they've been flying by any means. They've definitely been struggling. Um, and I think this Napoli team has started out a little bit better in, in Serie A. So um, you know, traveling away to your first, you know, match in, in the group stage. And it's against probably the, the toughest team that you'll face in the group stage. That's a tough one. Um, so not exactly a surprise. And, and I agree with Coochie, you know, I still think they're in a good spot to get out of the group, which is really all that they need to do. Right. In, in Champions League, it's just about survive in advance. So I think Klopp will, will get that piece figured out. But I mean, long term, it's, you know, the the problems with Liverpool are, are, are pretty clear. They, they don't have the same energy that we're used to seeing from them. They're not pressing as strongly. It's it's leading to, to more goals on the defensive side. It's it's leading to less turnovers and, and you know, open opportunities on the offensive side. So it, it's going to be up to Klopp to fix that. And, you know, maybe some of that is injury related. Some of that's maybe related to the shortened preseason, but, you know, it, it's, it's where they are, are right now. And, and until things turn around, you know, I, I don't mind making money off of them as, as long as they're, they're going to do this because I seem to be one of the only ones that, looks at these odds week in, week out, week out and, and surprised to see how heavy of a favorite uh, they are. Well, I'm going to say, Nick, from a steady out perspective, just get ready for the Napoli Scudetto chatter to, to start kicking back into high gear after it's quieted the last couple of weeks. All, they're all going to be feeling their oats, so to speak. I think they're, I think you have to wait until you see what 
what Osimhen's injury is because he left in the 40th minute with a hamstring injury. So if that dude's out six weeks, then you know they might take a little bit of a hit. But one thing I'm, I'll say though, they're they're the only team that I think wins this game. I think they they came out and they took every opportunity they had, and I think Liverpool I like had four times the touches in the box or something like that. Like it wasn't like Napoli was swarming. Um, but it seemed like every time it was a dangerous opportunity, they capitalized. And here I'll 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 step in for Coach XG for a second because I know Coach wasn't <laughs> wasn't able to watch. But Napoli had a, a an XG of over four just in the first half, um, which you really don't even see that often in ninety minutes. So at Napoli had definitely were 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 doing more than just taking their chances. They were creating quite a bit of of good chances themselves. Some of that was on you know Liverpool's back line just being pretty pretty open but again if, if you're not pressing you know, the team when they have the ball then they're gonna have enough time to pick out any open runner that goes in behind Liverpool's high line so uh you know credit to them for doing what you need to do but it, it wasn't exactly a, a surprising you know they just took their chances type of result yeah I think that um if Matip plays beside Van Dyke from the start I think it might just be a different game altogether if I'm completely honest with you Joe Gomez seems like he's really struggling with you know, his confidence in Van Dyke just doesn't trust him. Like, he just doesn't trust him the same way he trusts Matip. I think it was the second goal in particular. Gomez has a really tough time. And I think that, you know, there's going to be a lot of talk. The, the Liverpool fans, are they're, they're a rowdy bunch. They, they can really get after it a little bit. You know, that's just the truth. And there's going to be a lot of talk in the lead up to Saturday's games. And honestly, if they just make a couple changes from the start, I think, they'll be okay, like, roster-wise. And I think that, you know, Klopp was kind of – obviously, I watched the Newcastle game. He, he was fiery. He was angry. Towards the end of this Napoli game, he, he kind of seemed more sullen a little bit, you know, dejected perhaps. And I think that in the past, when you've seen that from him, they've come out with a kind of a different look. I think they might lose the high line a little bit, kind of play a little bit more pragmatically. And I think that might suit them well in the long run. But we'll see. You know, he's, uh, he's one of the best in the world. I'm not counting him out at all. One game. 100%. No, no need to overreact. Um, and then I think, you know, from, from our perspective, some some teams took care of business. PSG, um, you know, dominant first half against Juventus, could have scored four or five goals, wound up holding on for a 2-1 win. Bayern, City, Barcelona, all is advertised, um, you know, not necessarily against the best of opponents. And then there were a couple of teams that disappointed. Um, Rangers got absolutely whitewashed today by Ajax. Uh, Frankfurt. Similar story, missed a ton of chances, wound up losing to nothing. And um, Marseille, you know, tough, tough draw against Tottenham game one. But um, I think we all expected them to be pretty competitive in this group. We were certainly riding the bandwagon a little bit. And uh, needless red card pretty much took them out of the game, uh, you know, before they had a chance. So um, any any standouts for you guys, good or bad? I got to talk about Frankfurt real quick because I, I'm still pretty mad about them. Um, I didn't put it out there on Twitter because it was a live bet and I, I wasn't, you know, really on top of it, but I, I saw everything that they were creating in those first 20 minutes where they just, you know, had, you know, chance after chance. And a lot of it was uh, sporting kind of shooting themselves in the foot, turning their ball over in their own third. And, and it seemed like they were, you know, on track to score at least one, if not several. Um, so I hopped on them to, to score, uh, to score opening goal. I think it was like minus minus one thirty, and it was just, they they would get the ball into the box and then they just had no idea what to do with it. I mean, there were times where we had guys passing up on on passes to open runners in the box in favor of a shot from a, a zero angle uh, type of spot on the pitch. Uh, there are times where there was a, a runner clear as day going down the, the the wing and they just didn't get the the, the service. 
um, it was tough. And then they ended up just, you know, shedding three goals in about 15 minutes to, to sporting. So they got what they deserved, but man, if you're the Europa league champions and you're opening up at home, uh, I would expect a little bit better performance against the, probably the team that'll finish fourth in their group. Cause I think, uh, I think Tottenham and Marseille will, will end up being above both of them uh, when all things are, are considered. I think that uh, we're going to see about that. I think one of my big, my big trends in, in looking into this tournament was other than Bayern, Germany is Germany is very, very weak. I don't believe in Frankfurt. You know, when we saw what happened with, with, um, sorry, what Salzburg, not Salzburg, sorry. Uh, Leipzig, Leipzig, Leipzig. And, um, and, and, you know, the other three teams are good. They're beatable and, and they're actually matched with Portuguese teams who I think, in the past couple of years, you see Premier League teams, you see some other European teams going to get these players for pretty big numbers. I think this league is kind of historically kind of being a bit undervalued in the near term. And I, I have Porto I, and I have Lisbon go, both getting through. So I think that I, as particularly Lisbon, I think that they're actually set up in a very nice position after that win against Frankfurt to to really compete in the second half. Um, they, they, they controlled the game utterly. It wasn't just the 15 minutes. Frankfurt really didn't have a touch in the second half. And I think that the first half could be chalked up that no Portuguese team had ever gone to Germany and won a game before. So that was talked a lot about in the Lisbon, in the Lisbon media in lead up. And I think that they kind of silenced that they handled it in halftime. They said, Hey, we belong on this pitch. They got a little bit fortunate in the first half as well. Don't get me wrong. But I think at the end of the day, I think Lisbon really does. They're, they're, they're worth a shot to get through this group and get into round the 16. At that point, I think they'll probably get handled, but you never know what the draw has in store. Yeah, just to piggyback off that, Porto's always a bitch to play against. I can speak from a Roma perspective. A couple seasons ago, they they eliminated Roma in the uh, round of, I think, 16. They're never easy to play against. Just just rugged sides, rugged sides, veteran sides oftentimes. You ought to see the, the top five leagues have some of their, the, their older guys go to Portugal. It's a nice climate. I, can't, I don't necessarily blame them, but they're battle-tested. They have teams who have a surprising amount of experience in these competitions, and they're not scared. They have, you know, and a long line of Portuguese managers who make, you know, great, great impacts on the world stage. So I think that, like I said, I'm pretty high on Portuguese club soccer right now, probably more so than others, and it, it, it worked out nicely in the first match week. And one thing just to throw in there about Frankfurt, too, they qualified by winning the Europa League last season. They were 11th in the Bundesliga, so it's not like they were going to be in this competition through the merits of the league play. They were down there. They would not have qualified for Europe at all, so maybe they're in over their heads after having a nice run in the Europa League last year. That's a good point. All right, appreciate the wisdom there. So that'll wrap up the, the quick Champions League reactions. We definitely want to get into our next segment, buy or sell, stacked card this week in England especially. Um, I want to start out with Tottenham, man. Are we buying or selling Tottenham's title hopes? Uh, they are at City this week. They are a huge underdog, plus 650 on the money line, plus 500 draw, no bet. Not even getting much respect on the goal line spread, plus a goal and a half, minus 130. Is anybody buying Tottenham this week to get a result? Coochie, I'll start with you. I want to. You know, I want to, but... Um, when you see a line poster like that, that tells me the bookies they're not even a little bit scared of Spurs, and maybe I should, and maybe City probably shouldn't be either. And you guys have a little bit more experience with Antonio Conte than I do, so I, uh, I still see these as the same old Spurs that I've I've known and loved. They're gonna bundle it in the biggest moments. Anytime I bet on them, they're gonna lose. <laughs> so 
Um, I, this is kind of just a stay away for me. I, I just the first half against Marseille was on no goals first half, and they just they weren't even playing the game. They they, they were so lackluster, and they they were very fortunate to get that red card and and come away with three points. But like I said, it was just underwhelming, underwhelming, and I just don't believe in Spurs. I can't believe in Spurs as of yet, and and maybe that's just you know historical bias, but. I, I also haven't seen Antonio Conte's work in, in real life as of yet, so I'll have to wait and see. There's a little bit of a deja vu going on because we had a similar conversation, you know, a couple of months ago when Tottenham were coming to to play City at the Etihad. And we talked about how historically Tottenham do okay against City, um, surprisingly. They, they, they're they a little bit of a bogey team. And sure enough, you know, Conte set up a team to just absorb City's pressure nonstop. And they had a few counterattacks and, and, and Tottenham came away with the win. I think the big difference here is obviously when you have all that pressure that I'm sure City are going to be, you know, mounting up in, in in Tottenham's, you know, defensive third, they now have Holland that can convert those chances. Whereas last season, you know, they were relying on, on Jesus or Silva or Gundogan to kind of finish off whatever they could get into the box. So um, I, I think it's worth a 500 plus 500 draw no bet just because Tottenham do have that success and good track record against City. But I wouldn't, you know, you can't really go into it expecting a, a result from them. It's just more of a, you know, they have a record, might as well take a shot at it. Because last time, I think Coach maybe took a shot at it, but Nick yeah. and I stayed away and and, yeah. and Coach came away looking pretty good. Yeah, when they started to pick things up on their Conte at the end of last season, I took a shot. It was a similar, I think they might have even been like plus 800 that, that match. They were even bigger underdogs. Yeah, I mean, four of their last five matches wins against City, which is something not many teams can can claim, even when they didn't have Conte there. And I think the thing with Conte, he's going to play defensive, right? We've seen this in Serie A. We've seen in the Premier League with Chelsea and with the Inter and Juve. Hold out, today. especially on the road. What was that? We saw it today. Yeah, and especially <laughs> this match on the road against the, the league favorites, the league title holders. Try to just, you know, not park the bus, so to speak, but just try to hit on the counter, right? I think him and Mourinho, because now that I've been watching Mourinho for over a season at Roma, it's kind of the same idea when you go to a big team. It's, it's hold out, hold out, play gritty, play tough. And then try to get Kane out on the counterattack or try to get Sun or if it's Kulisevsky or if Richarlison gets a start after the, the brace today, try to steal that goal. And even if even if you're down one nothing, steal that point, right? I think Conte would be more than happy with a point. So if you're talking about, I know you titled this Spurs, are you buying them as a title contender? Come see me on October 1st after they play Arsenal as well. And if they can get maybe a draw here and a win against Arsenal, then maybe you start to believe a little bit. But it, if they go and they, you know, so, they lose three nothing here, then it's, you know, I mean, you can't, you yeah. can't win the title in this game, but I feel like you could almost start to lose it, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. runaway city if City wins this game. So I'm gonna hit you guys with my my gambling wisdom here. This is not based on stats. This is not based on anything other than when I see two big teams clash like this. It's an anything can happen game, a weird mm-hmm. bounce a stupid mistake, a bad referee decision. God knows we've seen enough of those this year, this week, today. Um, One little bounce is the difference between a win and a draw or a win and a loss. And Tottenham getting a goal and a half at almost even money, I'll I'll buy that. I I think they can keep it close. So let me throw some stats at you from the last meeting back in February. 3-2 Spurs win. Do you know what Spurs possession was in that match? Like 30%. 28%, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, City, 21 shots, four on target. Spurs just six, six shots, five on target. Three of them went in. 
Uh, they hit him early with Kulisevsky, which, you know, kind of sets the tone for the match. And then City tied it 90 plus two with a penalty kick. And, it, and I thought that for sure was going to be a push that I had that drum no bet, like you mentioned, Scott. And 90 plus five, Kane found the winner. So it was kind of one of those freak things, like Nick saying, you find a winner out of nowhere, right? And if Spurs can score first again, because that match was also at the Etihad, then it plays into Conte's hands where he can defend and then try to hit with the second one on the counter. And that's when maybe they can get a result and maybe the title talk starts to increase a little bit because they are, they haven't really been mentioned. You know, from the preseason, it was always City-Liverpool. Right. And but now, now we're seeing Arsenal's, Arsenal's vulnerable, right? Mm-hmm. Chelsea's a disaster. Pool is not the same pool. If it's not City, who is it going to be? Right. Who's the anti-City? Could it be Could it be Spurs if they win today, um, this weekend? I can't believe we're having a serious conversation about Tottenham Hotspurs winning a title. I mean, I'm having a conversation a, about they taking won a the... trophy in 30 years. And to <laughs> me, that that's the effect of having someone like Conte in charge. I was just going to say, Serie A in the Premier League, and it's almost like we have a Conte very... bias on the podcast. Right Listen, now. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, Nick and I have seen what he can do for a long time. Even with Italy, they didn't win anything with Italy, but he made the quarterfinals with probably the worst roster we we'd seen. Yeah. Up until they didn't qualify for the World Cup a few years ago. I mean, Listen, that was man, a, a terrible Italy team. I, I'll buy them with a goal and a half at minus 130. That That's about it. Let's see what they do this weekend. Yeah. All right. Let's shift gears to Coochie Squad, Newcastle. Let's talk about their dreams of Europe. This podcast, very high on Newcastle. We rode these guys, I want to say, to like eight straight wins last year. Yeah. Absolutely on the bandwagon uh, when they got hot. We were really high on them early this year um we got them staked in the future got them we have them in one of our futures so um are we buying or selling their shot to make europe and the reason i asked that they are actually underdogs this week against west ham they are plus 200 on the money line double buy or sell are we buying them as dogs are they going to get a result and do they still have a good shot at making europe cooch lead us off so uh, my concern for this weekend is that we're just ravaged by injuries. I don't know if Bruno Gamares will be in the lineup. It doesn't seem like he will be. He kind of did like a uh, a fan interview today. He, he his body language is indicating he's not going to be playing. He's he's probably the best player on the team. You know, maybe a little bit unknown to some because he plays in the midfield of a, 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 a deeper midfield role. He played in League One, but. Come come the World Cup, you're gonna know this guy. He's he's a top first eleven Brazilian player, and he, he he's he's out he's outstanding, world class. Um, it, for me, this one will depend if I'm playing. It'll depend if uh, ASM Alan Saint Maximin will be playing on the wing. He's 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 a spark plug of the team. He's a maverick. He he is this pot stir in every sense of the word. If if we score goals, he's usually directly involved. And oh. And moving down the line, I think that for Europe, I'm kind of a little bit higher than for this weekend's game, to be honest with you. With the uh, turmoil that's happening at uh, at Leicester City right now, it seems like there's a, probably a pretty good chance we're going to go back in on James Madison. I think he would be the perfect third piece to our midfield, Joe Linton and Gamaresh. And I think that that midfield is as good as any in the Premier League up and down. And from there... I think anything can kind of happen. We've seen some teams struggling. My, like We don't really have a lot of squad depth. So a lot of Newcastle fans, they're, they're not going to like to hear this. But I, I would personally like to get into Europe. I think in the long term, it gives us a better chance of getting players at, at a reasonable price, not having to necessarily overpay them to convince them to come. And so if, if we bow out a couple cup games, I would be, I'd be kind of a little bit higher on the getting into Europe. But if we go into the quarterfinals, the FA Cup and the, and the, and the championship shield, it's, it, 
it, it'll mean that we're kind of going to be running out of gas come the end of the season. That would be something I'd definitely, you know, keep an eye on um, betting wise. If we're playing in those cup games, it's going to be challenging. You saw we did not really play that well at hosting Crystal Palace. We're the better team, but we in the second half we just did had nothing going forward. So, but I guess in the to, to sum it up, I'm, I'm I'm not buying this weekend, but I am buying for the European uh, the European position seventh probably is what I, if I had to guess. All right, coach, you buying or selling? One thing I will say with West Ham playing a Thursday match, it could make them a little more vulnerable energy wise. Um, you know, Cooch knows his, his Newcastle side better than I do, but I mean, it's pretty good value if you want to take a shot on a team that is pr- probably a better team than West Ham at this point, right? But the injuries are a little concerning. But I would I would say if I had to choose between the two in this match with West Ham playing Thursday, I would probably go for a, a Newcastle, maybe a draw no bet. Even money, draw no bet right now. Draw no bet, even yeah, money I take. Uh, if you're looking for a betting angle on this one, um, what I have on the docket right now is uh, no first half goal. Um, How's good on the road comes out, defends low, presses the ball when it comes into our third. You know, even then, probably our it, it's not a real high intensity pressing. And when we do get the ball, we're, we're kind of not attacking directly on on the way from home. And then if we do nick the goal, then we'll even defend lower. So I really like uh, no goal first half. It's plus one eighty five. I think that's pretty good value. It, it cashed against Crystal Palace. We're just we're not that creative. We're not that inventive right now without Maximum and Gumaresh. And I just don't think that you know. I don't think I think that West Ham Moyes he, he's going to be pragmatic himself. So I really like that one. That's the one bet that I have uh, just to give you a look ahead for our locks. All right, Scotty. I know that you're definitely buying them in Europe. What are you buying this weekend? Yeah, I think the good news for for Gucci is that West Ham are also pretty injured too. Um, you know, Skamaka still hasn't returned to training yet. Two things. So two Big things. Time. Yes. Two he, things. I think I think he's a a questionable, unlikely to play since he hasn't really trained in the last week and a half. And then Suchek picked up a an injury, uh, a muscle injury, I think. So I think he's gonna be out for a few weeks. Um, so West Ham are gonna be a little banged up as well. Uh, you're just basically see each team's kind of uh, depth. Uh, for the lack of a better word, uh, in full display here. But I'd like Newcastle. I mean, I think uh, they've had a few unfortunate results already this season. I think their their record is doesn't reflect how well they've been playing. Obviously, the Liverpool game they're unlucky to get honestly a win, much less a, a, a draw in that match. Um, and then we know what happened with um, uh, last week. So I think Newcastle will have a, a pretty good chance here. Um, I would probably lean towards them uh, i'm not a huge fan of, of west ham what they've done this year although they've started to turn it around a little bit recently but um you know it, it to me there's there's too much riding on uh you know west ham being able to outscore newcastle in this one because uh, i think the uh, maybe it's tough Gucci. i don't want to contradict you but i feel like there will be goals in this one just because I, i'm a big believer in isak myself i think antonio is, is one of those guys that gets in the box and it no matter what the service is he can kind of make something out of nothing but i, I like how, how newcastle is kind of set up and then i've been high on isak since he's played uh or since he came over to newcastle so i'm, I'm kind of on on his bandwagon a little bit so that's that's where yeah, i mean yeah. right I now definitely uh I definitely, I'm high on Isaac too. I just, I think that this game will be kind of a muddy midfield situation where neither midfield really has the class to get the ball up to the the playmakers on the wings, and we kind of see a lot of a lot of turnovers, a lot of long balls, and that, and you know maybe those one of those get nicked, and and 
Isaac, you know, the, he he was wonderless, wonderful in his debut against Liverpool. He, that's what we had to do, and he created stuff doing that. So maybe he'll eat my words. I'm still getting used to seeing him in the jersey. So I'd be hey, I'll, I'll be happy if he makes me eat my words here. We need the result. We need a win. It's kind of been a little while now, a couple games where we should have probably had one. Yeah, no doubt. All right, I know we touched on it quickly. I'm going to ask an unfair question because we don't know who the new coach is, but are we buying or selling Chelsea to bounce back this weekend? They are minus 125 against Fulham, who is plus 330. Coach, you buying or selling Chelsea to bounce back? I'm buying. Buying. I think I think you get the, the new manager bounce. And again, this is a team that lost one nothing midweek, right? It's not a team that was absolutely decimated you know like like leipzig was i i i don't know i think they're still a better team than fulham is it a a lock no i wouldn't call it a lock i wouldn't you know say this is one of my locks of the week but i I do think they bounce back i think there's enough quality on the team scott uh i'm not gonna buy it just because i think craven cottage is one of the harder places to play in the the premier league right now and they also have Mr. Automatic playing for Fulham and, and Mitrovic. That dude seems to score every single Absolute week. Uh, so yeah. you're looking at a Chelsea team that's been struggling to score all you know all season long. You know their forwards. We've talked about their struggles. Uh, meanwhile, Fulham have the exact opposite going on for them, where they know that they can count on Mitrovic to put them on the score sheet week in and week out. So I, I don't think they'll get a bounce back win. Maybe they can get a bounce back, you know, one one draw or something to that extent. But I'm not going to back them to to get a, a full three points in, in, in this weekend. All right, coach. Buying or selling Chelsea? I, uh, I'm. This is a pass for me until I can see the lineups in terms of betting. But um, if I had to guess, I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna buy. You know, I'm gonna buy. I think that the I, this the players seemed like they kind of put up tools for Tuchel. They didn't really. The Lukaku saga kind of seemed like it, it has drawn on into the dressing room a little bit into the into the back house, and and it doesn't seem like they really want to be playing. They weren't really playing that hard. They, I mean. That, that's kind of a subjective thing to say, but it, it didn't really seem crushed to say the least when they lost midweek. And there weren't a lot of, uh, there weren't the classic Twitter posts of I'm devastated to lose the manager that you can see right. sometimes. So I think that, you know, we do see a, a revigorated side. I'd be interested to see how they, how they set up and who's coaching obviously, but right. in terms of betting, that's, that's kind of where my head's yeah. at. But no, again, I, I said it was unfair. Um, <laughs> we don't know what we don't know at this point. Uh, the one thing I'll say, man, we know, right, goals have been a struggle. Where are the goals coming from? Nowhere, right? Lost one nothing today. Um, but when do you ever in the history of leagues see a Champions League team face a newly promoted side and they're minus 125 on the money line? I mean, that you know, obviously we know the circumstances, but this to me is like if I didn't know anything and I just looked at the board – I'm hopping on Chelsea minus 125 all day. Certainly not the case this game, uh, but just really, really interesting to see, uh, you know, from a betting perspective. No, absolutely. It's a good point to make. I'd be interested to see how many times it's happened and how things have gone in the past. Maybe I'll look. Let's try to see if I can find those numbers here while I continue to talk. Um, while you look, we'll, we'll just quickly go over to Serie A. We haven't spoken about it yet. Uh, really, really Uninteresting week. It's a lot of heavy favorites against huge underdogs. So what I will ask as I run through these numbers to you guys is, are we buying any upsets in Serie A this weekend? We have Spezia, plus 800 at Napoli. Torino, plus 600 at Inter. Sampdoria, plus 500 at Milan. Cremonese, plus 700 at Atalanta. Hellas Verona, Serie B, plus 
425 at Lazio, Salernitana plus 700 at Juve, and finally Empoli plus 425 at Roma. Is anybody buying any upset in those games? If I had to pick one, I think the most able-bodied team to pull an upset would be Torino. Um, Inter's not in the best form in Serie A, and now they have a, you know, a loss to their name against... They're, they're the Bayern Chelsea Munich. of Serie A right now, if yeah. you will buy that reference. Against Bayern Munich, so obviously a good, good side that they lost to today, but they did lose at home 2-0. Um, they host Torino, but Torino's been tough. So if I had to pick one, that, that would be my, my one to keep an eye on. Scott, are you buying any upsets this weekend? Yeah, I don't know if I would buy any upsets at, at face value, but if I if I want to go with a dog and maybe buy a goal or a goal and a half, I think I would take Salernitana against Juve. Um, Juve have not been exactly in, in fine form, um, and we know that they aren't exactly a threat to score three in, in really any match against, I guess, I guess they scored three against Sassuolo, right? So outside of that, you know, not exactly a, a team that's going to run it up on you. So um, Salernitana have done... You know, all right, so far this season, I think they're sitting mid-table. Um, so I, I would take a goal or a goal and a half, figure out what, what the better value is and, and ride with them. Looking from that perspective, I, I agree. If you could get Salernitana, especially a goal and a half at decent money, I, I would take it because Juve, we know, doesn't score a lot. Maybe get a two – even if Juve wins, maybe it's a 2-1 or a one nothing. So that could be worth a look. So yeah, let's, get see. Well, let's quickly pull it up here. All right, Salernitana, a goal and a half is minus 140. If you want just one goal, it's plus 130. Not terrible. Cooch, any opinions here? You buying any of these upsets? I'm not uh, I'm not the most well versed in uh in the Serie A, if I'm being honest with you, but I'm not uh I'm concerned about Juve in, in the Champions League. So I I would I'd probably say it down a similar line. And I don't know about what the what the um percentage of scoring is like in Serie A versus half half against half, but in the Premier League right now. In the first five games, uh, 58% of the goals have been scored in the second half. So that's that's all goals. So to me, you're, there's probably a little bit of value just taking underdogs in the first half if you can get them at a goal. You know, that way you push if they're losing. And if you can get it at a decent number, maybe short of minus 150. I haven't really looked at the lines that much, but that's something that I'm I'm probably going to be looking to do moving forward. And I'm, I'm curious what you guys think. Do you guys notice a lot more goals being scored in the second half at the start of the season or – Definitely by Napoli. I think yeah, Napoli no, scored I, all of their goals. I think you're absolutely right. Um, we've seen I, I, yeah. a lot of the teams on this list struggle. Even Roma, too, half. I feel like. The, Roma the one match, Yeah, Monza, where they did break out. You had the second half goals. I will say, if we're talking getting a team with a goal, Torino getting a goal is plus 120 full-time. That's that's not bad. It's, yeah, it's shit, even taking them half a goal in the first half, or you can probably get them Minus at a goal. 120. Um. Solid numbers. No, I think that's a that's a dead on strategy um, because every every big team here seems to come out of the gate slow. Um, I've been burned on more than one occasion with Roma. I've been burned with Lazio. I've been burned with Atalanta. They seem to come through. Team total is almost automatic at this point, but um, haven't come out of the gate in that first half strong. So I definitely think that's a great angle to look into for this week. All right, guys. So that's going to wrap up our buy or sell. Wraps up our Champions League. Uh, review cooch thank you so much for joining us man your expertise was absolutely well appreciated we're pulling for newcastle we're pulling for you um if you guys don't follow him it's at da bets on twitter like i said this man is firing off plays 
daily some of the best insight in the game not only at this beautiful football thing that we're doing here but he's crushing baseball as well make sure to give him a follow if you're not already cooch thank you again yeah thanks for having me on guys i really appreciate the uh the opportunity and the conversation always a pleasure to talk about the uh the most beautiful game have yourselves uh have yourselves a great weekend i'm sure i'll be in touch absolutely man thank you take care thank you all right, guys, it is time to stay hot with our locks of the week. Friendly reminder, 7-2-1 and one last week, 26-10-4 since the start of Serie A. Uh, we are absolutely crushing it, and I'm saying that not to brag, but to say I think we universally fucking hated the board this week. I don't know how you guys feel. We got our locks in, but I certainly don't feel anywhere near as confident as I did last week. Yeah, this is where we have to make our money right now is, is in weeks like this where the, the board is scarce, but there's got to be value somewhere. All right. No losing weeks with the three of us together. We got to keep that going. Yeah. Our worst week was 5-4-1, so let's at least match that. All right. Board. Well, with that, Scotty, hit the listeners with number one. Number one, probably the marquee matchup in Premier League this weekend. It's Man City versus Tottenham. Uh, we talked about it with Coochie. I like – the idea that there's going to be goals in this match. Uh, we talked about Tottenham being one of City's bogey teams uh, already. We, you know, last the last matchup they had was that 3-2 thriller. Um, so both teams to score at minus 140, I think, is actually pretty decent value. Um, Holland with De Bruyne right now is pretty much automatic. So you can count on that to, to happen. And it's just a matter of, you know, Kulisevsky, Richarlison, Kane, or Son getting getting one, one ball in the back of the net for, for Tottenham. So I, I like that one as much as anything this week. I just do want to say, um, not that I was a doubter, but I, I probably had 5, 10, 15% doubt in Holland. Like, hey, you know, is he going to be as advertised as City? This dude's been better than yeah. than advertised. I mean, he has just absolutely been tearing it up to start the season. Dortmund sure misses him. No doubt. But will they this week? Let's say we're going to find out soon. Yeah. We're going to find out real soon. <laughs> All right. Um, coach, let's go over to you. What's your first line? Yeah. Since Scotty's on the Spurs City game, I'm going to jump on board with that one. And we, we talked about it earlier. They've won four of the last five against City, uh, won that 3-2 thriller at the Etihad back in February, right after Ponte took over. I'm not going to go out and say that they win as big underdogs at, what, they plus 650 right now. Mm-hmm. And the Drono bets plus 500, which is great value if you think that they can get the win. But just to get a little more assurance that they could pay out on a uh, a draw, you can get them at – even money for plus a goal and a quarter. So I'm going to go plus a goal and a quarter as my lock. So even if they lose by a goal, still pays. Um, and you, you double your money at that point. So, hey man, I, you heard me. I, I bought that and buy or sell. So I'm with you. I like that pick. Um, and, and, and we'll just shoot over. You mentioned Dortmund missing Halland. Um, you know, I don't know that, that Dortmund needs him for this next game because they are facing Red Bull Leipzig, who is in absolute disarray, sacked their coach today bleeding goals. I am going with the Dortmund team total over one and a half goals plus 105. You know me guys. I love these team totals at plus money. I think Dortmund is starting to find the form offensively. Um, you know, is there going to be a new manager bounce? I don't even know if, if Leipzig has announced a new manager yet. If, if there's an interim yeah, manager, I think, what's I think going Marco on? Marco Rose or Mark Rose, whatever his name is, the German. Okay, whoever that is. Um, <laughs> okay. So I, I expect an improved performance, but I don't think he could fix their defense in four days. So I love Dortmund to get a, a result of two or more goals in this one. 
Yeah, future Liverpool midfielder Jude Bellingham looking pretty good. Crushing so, it. Dude, what, yeah. three or four goals from like yeah. a defensive midfield position? He's really yeah. playing well. Um, Marco, well actually, I don't think looks- uh I don't think the manager has been named yet. There's um some rumors that Tuchel might actually be offered an instant chance at a well, job. So we'll see. So that wait, caveat, if he takes over, I reserve the right to remove this as my lock. Okay. Let's, fair can we agree with that? We'll okay. allow that. Yeah. Fair strike it from the record. Could be one of those things that they they go in term in the weekend and then maybe make something happen if they haven't yeah, announced I, I someone yet. We'll see. I don't think you know when you give up four to Shakhtar, I think uh I think Dortmund can get it done over the weekend. Yeah, and it's no offense to Shakhtar either, but this isn't the same Shakhtar that's made deep runs into the, the quarterfinals no. of, of Champions League before. This is a Shakhtar that's kind of been decimated because of the war in Ukraine players leaving. Yeah. They don't necessarily have a home right now. They played Roma in uh, Roma's last preseason friendly, and they, they got dismantled, you know? And I was like, wow, this Shakhtar is nowhere near what it was. There's no way they're going to do anything in the Champions League. And lo and behold, they put up four on Leipzig. So just to piggyback off Nick's pick, I also like Dortmund this weekend because of everything he mentioned. I'm going Dortmund. Throw no bet just because it's on the road and, you know, protect yourself a little bit. And it's still plus 105. So um, I think it's so big. Dortmund's coming off back-to-back shutouts too, um, defensively starting to take shape a little bit. So I think that's a big one after they had that match where they they blew it late, gave up those three goals to uh, Werder Bremen a couple weeks ago. Now they're actually on their, um, yeah, the, the consecutive clean sheet, three consecutive clean sheets when you count the Champions League. So. Starting you to put guys it know, man, coach worldwide, hot in Germany. So when I'm on the same side as him, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I regret not doing something with Union Berlin last week after they made me money two weeks in a row. They they drew Bayern. So you said it. You, know, you were you were the yeah. only one who was buying it. So yeah. Respect. All right, Scotty, All right. lock number two. So we talked about Tuchel being uh, removed from his position at Chelsea. Um, surprisingly, I'm going to go with a game that featured the two hottest coaching seats seats, excuse me, in in the Premier League uh, before that, which is uh, Steven Gerrard and Aston Villa playing at Leicester with Brendan Rodgers. Uh, I think it's very likely that, you know, if either team loses this game, uh, you could see the, that manager appearing on the, the front page of the newspapers the next morning being uh, announced as, as being removed from their position. So in this match, I think I like Villa a bit more. Um, Leicester really struggling uh, in, in all phases of the game. I mean, Rodgers even came out and basically admitted that they were not backed in the window and, and they've been struggling to to field the, the quality of team that's required at the Premier League level. So Villa do have a bit of a momentum builder uh, coming off that draw against City uh, last weekend. Um, so there could be some signs of life there. Uh, I think uh, to me, it, it's it's one of those games where, you know, maybe Roger or not Rogers, excuse me, maybe Gerard does a little bit of, of a, a, a chat with with Coutinho and, and some of those guys that have been underperforming and they kind of start to turn it around so I, I think Villa gets a few goals here and I think it, it might end the the reign of, of Brendan Rodgers at Leicester so really quick question I want to toss up to you guys is Leicester the worst team in the Premier League uh, they are currently plus 175 to be relegated what do you think uh... about that I, I think it was Burnmouth up until Dominic Solanke came back from injury. And then they put up three uh, last weekend uh, against uh, who did they beat three, two, it was uh, Nottingham. That's right. Um, so I, I, Burnmouth might be a half step above Leicester right now, as long as Solanke stays healthy, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, they're in dire straits right now. I'm not going to buy that. They're the worst team in the premier league, just because I feel like they do have a little more quality than it seemed like Bournemouth overall. Um, they have more of a track record. I still don't think they get relegated at this point. Come see me maybe another four or five weeks if they're still playing like this, then it becomes yeah. more likely. But I, I would say 
not the worst team in the Premier League right now. Right. Maybe yeah. on form only. And let's see who they get for a new manager. Because I don't yeah. think Rodgers is lasting this whole season, even if he lasts another month. Um, yeah. it, you know, this, the seeds of... It'll be, it could be a Newcastle situation from last year, right? Mm-hmm. New manager. Uh, I'm not saying necessarily, but we've seen not a new manager and a couple window. of signings turn a season around and get them out of relegation. I don't think you're going to see signings. I think what Coochie said, where if they're in dire straits, they might go the other way and just sell off and be prepared for a championship season could, next year. Could be the end of Leicester. All right, well, we'll certainly keep an eye on it. Um, all right, my second lock, guys. I'm gonna. I, I've just got to go. In, in an absence of anything standing out, you got to go to the tried and true, and we're going to stick with hashtag easy overs. Leeds are taking on Nottingham Forest over two and a half goals, minus one forty five. This is the easy overs match of the season. Please fact check me here, but I believe every Leeds game has gone over two and a half goals so far this year. And Forrest has shown an equal ability of being able to score goals and give up goals. So I think they're just a perfect partner for Leeds in this one. Hashtag easy overs, set it and forget it, minus 145. So to your point... Not every match has gone over uh, four to six. They did lose one nothing to Brighton and uh, a one 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 Everton. Everton, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, right. But Sorry. you had seven this past I blocked weekend, that game out of four, my mind. It was just three, a yeah. disaster of, of lack of goal scoring talent. So yeah, I yeah. completely forgot about that. Yeah, and, and to your point though, Nick. I mean, Nottingham Forest right now they've conceded at least two goals in their last three Premier League matches. So defense a little suspect right now. However, piggybacking off of your pick, um, my third lock is actually going to be Nottingham Forest plus half a goal, so double chance. Um, It's plus 110. I like Nottingham Forest because I think they're going through a weird period where they've bought like 19 players in the last six weeks, uh, and they're trying to figure out how to integrate everybody in the squad. Uh, I think they're getting closer. Um, Yes, they did just lose 3-2 to Bournemouth, but they showed a a little bit more consistency moving forward uh, in attack. I think Emmanuel Dennis, who is probably their big piece in terms of being a forward, I'm hoping he gets a start uh, this week, came off the bench, looked pretty sharp. Um, So I I think this is a game where, you know, it it could very much end up a draw. uh, And in that case, you can kind of protect yourself with a little double chance and and pull out a a win in that scenario. So um, Leeds, you know, we've talked about it. They struggled. They're not great. Um, Nottingham Forest, if they lose this bet, I'm going to re- remove the Nottingham Forest are a problem moniker from them moving forward. So Last chance, fair forward. enough. Yeah. All right. A little 2-1 yeah. win for Forest. I like that. I'm shocked it's only minus 145 for that over considering these teams. Uh, Dude, every other over I looked late, at yeah. was minus 175, minus 180, and then you have the team that spawned the fucking movement at minus 145. And I so will we say, stick bull, ballsy pick from Scotty considering the matches at Leeds and Forest has been bleeding goals the past couple matches so we'll see let's see two one win for forest and we both walk away happy two two yeah. i'll take that as well there, there you go yeah there you go um so my last pick i'm going back to germany i didn't Coach go why why didn't why, like a ton why. in Serie or the premier league this this week we talked about being a tough um card i'm going with uh hertha berlin a team that not not great four points so far in the league getting a quarter goal against Bayer leverkusen who's been very disappointing probably the dud of the season through the first month or so in in germany another loss in the champions league plus 115 at home i mean leverkusen's been struggling and so. let, let's remind the, the listeners they lost to club Bruges today and they yeah. didn't look like they had a, like even a chance of winning so yeah 
they had a goal called back for a very marginal offsides. I read, um, yeah, like, literally it was, tough, it was a shit toenail, but yeah. um, even then, it's just a draw. So they're they're struggling this season. So I'm gonna hope that Berlin can at least pull out the draw at home, and you got that quarter goal protecting, and you still get plus money. There you go, love it. All right, and I'm I'm again back to the well here with uh with my last pick here. I'm going to a team that burned me early in the season, but they turned it all around with their ridiculously bad performance last week against Udinese. We're talking about coaches squad, AS Roma. They're facing Empoli. Over two and a half goals is minus 130. I truly believe this is a make or break week for Roma's offense. I think that it's shit or get off the pot. Tammy hasn't gotten going yet. Pellegrini hasn't gotten going yet. Um, you know, I, I think this this could be a game where they, they bust out the goals. Um, and I think Empoli... Um, has had goals in their last three games. Um, and they seem to play pretty well at home. They're home this game. They seem to score at home. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know that they had any stretch last year where they scored in three straight games. So um, I'll, I'll take their goal scoring form, so to speak here, ask them to chip in one little two, one Roma win or any combination of the sort. And we're taking this one home. Yeah, I think one thing to keep an eye on in that is just Tammy Abraham's status. He's not traveling to Bulgaria tomorrow. He did uh, bang exactly. up his shoulder a bit on uh, Saturday. Oh, that's right. So- wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait. Let's talk about that. The man hurt his shoulder while flopping in the box. Hey, so- either way, it's still a hurt shoulder. <laughs> so it could be if it's gonna if there's gonna be some goal scoring, it could be the old Palermo duo of DiBala and Belotti from almost a decade ago. Um, reconvening, so to speak, and uh, making some magic with Pellegrini. No, Dybala's been solid. I think Pellegrini is going to start getting some goals. And yeah. could it be Belotti's first game of, of scoring? Whatever. Either way, um, they can't come out and disappoint. They, they Not after last week. So I like them scoring this one. I do have to say, this is going to be my pick for the game that launches Nick's complaint of the week. Okay. Um, yeah. So if I can look into the future. I can see the text coming in from Nick about yeah. – Roma having 27 shots, but only four on target and equating some sort of if shots off target were equal to if 10 shots off target were equal to one goal, this over would have hit by now. So two things to note there. Number one, Scott, I think is on a three week being correct about that streak. No doubt about it. You're spot on. But also, I mean, if that's how this game plays out, I take that read 10 out of 10 times. I mean, the, the losses that we've had this year, I think with the exception of, you know, one or two games where, hey, look, we get games wrong, right? Um, the losses we have, the ones that I can remember have been games like that, right? 27 attempts, one goal. You know, you can't you can't ask for any better. That's a great segue, Nick, because we're about to get into our pod lock of the week, which unfortunately had its first loss of the season. because Five we- weeks, one loss. Because we took uh, Crystal Palace uh, playing Newcastle, both teams to score. That game generated 38 shots. Uh, It had a goal taken off the board because a defender pushed a forward into the keeper. It it, it was our first loss. It was as tough of a loss as we could have taken. I think we nailed the the read on it. It just nothing found its way to the back of the net. And then the one time that it did, the referees saw fit to remove it for reasons unknown. Um, But with that said, we're going to try to get back on track. Nick, why don't you take us through what our pod locks of the week are this week? Yeah, we're we're going we're going two here. Uh, we got to switch it up. We got to we we hit you guys with a lot of draws over the past few weeks, so we got to get way back into the green here with these pod locks. I think the first one we're going to look at here is Man United coming off of that drubbing of Arsenal. Team total one and a half minus one ten at Crystal Palace. Um, I, I think that you know. 
they have to build on what little momentum they have from last week. And I see goals from United in this one. Great, great, great number. Uh, everybody else team total is at like minus 170 or minus 180. So United at minus 110 feels like too good to be true here. Yet Stat Boy tells me that Crystal Palace have yet to record a clean sheet except for games that Kicks and Picks Pod have made their lock of the week. So there you go. We'll see if we can break that trend. <laughs> All right, coach, take us through the next one. Yeah, so the second one we're going Udinese draw no bet at Sassuolo minus 120. Udinese coming off one of the best performances they've had in oh, probably over a season, right, Nick? 4 nothing win against Roma at home. Uh, capitalize on Roma mistakes, really, for the most part. I think their their XG was under two, but put up four. And um, they're playing at a Sassuolo side that right now is not the same Sassuolo that I loved to put money on last season. Sold Skamaka, sold Raspadori. Domenico Berardi, the captain, is out until early October with a thigh injury. Junior Traore, who's kind of a breakout player for them last season, uh, has a foot injury out until at least November. Gregoire Dufrel, who would be the, the striker, one of the backup strikers, backup trio in attack, out until early December with a broken foot. Uh, I don't know where the goals would come from for them. So I really like the draw no bet. Even if Udinese maybe has a, a tough match on, oh, I don't see them giving up more than a goal in this match, maybe a 1-1. Sassuolo is not scoring and Udinese is scoring every single game. You you guys know us. We love the draw no bet here on the pod lock. So we're, we're going to protect ourselves just a little bit, but at a great number. Yeah. So two so, wins here. Guaranteed. Just to throw out there, Sassuolo, Nick, back to back zero zero draws against Milan and Cremonese. Um, and then it had that shutout loss to Juve in the first week. So total of three goals scored in their five Serie A matches. There you go. No goals the team that was three. one of the best scoring teams in Serie A last season for the most part. For all the reasons Coach just listed. So there you guys have it. Those are our locks of the week. Want to give everybody a huge shout out for listening. Thanks again to our boy Coochie for coming on and breaking down the Premier League with us. Hope you guys enjoyed. Please give us a like, follow, subscribe, share. Stay hot with us if you're fading, if you're tailing. You should be tailing because we're so damn hot. Let us know. Let us know what your best bets of the week are. We'll catch you guys next week.